Welcome to Wealth Alchemy Lab, where we show you how spirituality, money, and pleasure not only can go together, but that they must. Activate your soul-driven path to your most fulfilling life possible through riveting interviews from our archives and wisdom from your host, ex-lawyer turned unconventional business strategist and spiritual catalyst, Kavita Aurora. This is an interview that was repurposed from an event in 2013 called Succulent Savvy Soulful Business Revolution. It was done under a pseudonym, which is why you will hear the name Leela Samaya. Long and interesting story behind that. Ask Kavita if you want to know. Some of the links that are mentioned may not be available, but there will be a link to each person's website in the show notes, so you can find them if you wish. Enjoy the interview. Hello and welcome to the Succulent Savvy Soulful Business Revolution. We are in our second week of an eight-week journey to create, to help you create revenue breakthroughs and inspired action so that you can attract more clients and more abundance into your life. So I'm so thrilled to be here with you today. There are almost 3,600 of you signed up, and the numbers just keep growing. We'd love your help with sharing the event, so I'm offering some prizes for sharing. You can post on Facebook about what you're getting out of the event, breakthroughs you're receiving, dig deep, share from your heart. Make sure to tag me, Leela Samaya, in your post so I see it. And make sure to include a link to our website in your post. It's succulentbiz.com, S-U-C-C-U-L-E-N-T-B-I-Z.com. And if you want more info on the contest, you can go to our site, that same Succulent Biz site. Just put in forward slash summit 2013 and click on contest, which is to the right of your nav bar. So we're going to read all the posts. We're going to give a surprise prize worth over $500 for the best three shares. So make sure to share by Friday at midnight Pacific. And then we have the Jade Package, which people are just loving, where you get the recordings of all these amazing interviews. People have been listening to them over and over again. And a gorgeous workbook where we have not only the, you know, you're receiving the action breakthrough and revenue breakthrough tips on the call, but what's shared in the workbook is different. And it's amazing. They're the tips that the speakers have put some time and thought into. So it's fabulous, and you can it'll help you to get into inspired action, creating revenue breakthroughs for yourself. And then there's the diamond package, which includes my internationally acclaimed Succulent Savvy Business Design course. And that course really helps you create your custom design creative action plan for a wildly profitable, soulful business. And I really overgave in this course, and I want you to benefit. It's just, it's never going to be sold for this, such a low price again, so check it out. During the call today, we're going to be chatting on Facebook. We've got 
on my on my Facebook page for my business. You can go to facebook.com forward slash Leela Samaya, L-E-E-L-A-S-O-M-A-Y-A. I started a thread there for chatting and sharing. We've been having some very rich conversations during the calls. So to go there, if you click on where it says how much time has elapsed, it's probably less than an hour at this point, you can just click on that. It will open in a separate page. Just keep refreshing that page, and you will see the new comments. And the other cool thing that other people in this group have started, if you want to be on Twitter, we have a hashtag we're using, pound SSSBR. So use that to find each other. Okay, so let's dive in together. We are still inside of Section 1. We are starting from within. The inner vibrational alignment that is creating for you effortless, effective action and wealth. We are inside of Module 2, scintillating mindset shift so you can get paid to be your true self. Uh, How fabulous is that? That's amazing. And there was a point where, you know, I was dying inside at my corporate job. Someone sent me an invite to a telesummit. And... I found Amy Ehlers, who I have the honor to be here with today. Hi, Amy. Hello, Leela. I'm so happy to be here with you and with all of these fabulous, sparkly, succulent human beings that are joining us. Yes, I'm so excited to have you here. It's just such a thrill because, you know, it was your wisdom, Amy, that it it woke me up. Mm. It helped me to see, like... (laughs) <laughs> all the self-sabotaging lies mm. that were keeping me trapped. And your work really helped me move from from these lies to affirming truth that transformed my inner and outer life in such huge ways and, and really were a catalyst for creating the business that I'm inside of and the series that we're inside of. So that's my informal introduction. I will formally introduce you in a moment, but thank you so much for that. Mm, My pleasure. Yeah. So Amy Ehlers is the wake-up call coach, which I love that name, and best-selling author. She's on a mission to wake up your inner superstar. So you shine bright. After years of being a top-producing online media sales executive, She discovered the world of coaching in 2000 and never looked back. She is an international certified success coach, the CEO of Wake Up Call Coaching, the co-founder of Inner Mean Girl Reform School, which we heard a bit about yesterday and we're going to hear more about today, and the creator of the Exposing the Big Fat Lies Summit and the Women Masters Teleseminar Series where she has spoken alongside luminaries such as Marianne Williamson, Stark, Lisa Nichols, Marcy Shymoff, and many others. Amy has been featured as an expert on a lot of TV and radio shows and for so many publications. She lights up the stage at retreats and conferences, and she wakes up people to their inner wisdom, 
it helps them cultivate the courage to act on it because it's so scary sometimes, right? The message that comes through. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Yeah, I can't wait to dive into that with you. Yeah. And her first book, Big Fat Lies Women Tell Themselves, which is a fabulous book, Ditch Your Inner Critic and Wake Up Your Inner Superstar, was released released in October 2011 by New World. Is that the right date? Was it? Okay. In any case, it was release, released, and it shot up to number one in so many categories on Amazon, including self-help, happiness, and self-esteem. So I'm just so thrilled to be here today with best-selling author, amazing woman superstar, Amy Ehlers. Oh, thank you so much, Leela. So... Thank you so much for being here with us today. And where we'd love to begin is to to hear, you know, how did you find your way to your succulent, savvy, soulful work? Mm. Well, you know, I think it's interesting because I really believe that our work, our callings, our life purpose, um, our succulent, soulful businesses that we end up creating, it's really like hopping on lily pads and going from lily pad to lily pad to lily pad. It's not just like one big boom and all of a sudden you're doing your succulent business and everything's working perfectly. But it really is that gradual hopping from one pellet lily pad to the next. And so for me in my life, um, I discovered life coaching back in 2000. And I remember when I went to, I I, um, was trained and certified through the Coaches Training Institute. And I went to my first course in life coaching, and I definitely had that feeling of the the clouds parting and the angels singing of like, oh, I found it. (laughs) You know, this is (laughs) is really, oh my gosh, I've been doing this my whole life. I just didn't know it had a name. And this feeling of right place, right time, right career, right path, it's begun. And so that, to me, opened up so many possibilities in my world. And so, you know, I started out in 2000 with a small coaching practice. I was working privately with people. I had my day job, and I was doing that bridge dance that I know so many people have to do when they're on their entrepreneurial path And so for any of you out there that are listening right now that are working the day job, the bridge job, as Christina Rilo and I like to call it, that that bridge job that's bridging you from the career that you have, the job that you have, the livelihood that you have, to having the career and the job and the livelihood that you want. So I did that. I I was working another job, coaching in the evenings and on the weekends and trying to make it all work. And then I ended up in a business partnership with another coach for seven years. And over the course of those seven years, we ended up doing a lot of corporate coaching, which was great. And then um, when I got pregnant with my now five-year-old daughter, Annabella, I really made the decision that I wanted to get out of primarily doing corporate coaching and really wanted to move into using the internet to spread my message. I really wanted to get a book deal. I had gone out for a book deal and got, you know, really fabulous um, rejections as my agent told me that they were really great. They were rejections, but they were really great. And they would say, you know, gosh, 
we love her, we love the idea, the concept is great, but she just doesn't have a big enough platform. So in 2009, I jumped to my next lily pad of saying, you know what, I want to be at home with my daughter. I want to um, be at home more than I had been. I want to build a platform. I want to have a book deal. I want to have my message get out to tens of thousands of people around the world. And I started Wake Up Call Coaching, now my, my current business, and um, really started utilizing specifically Internet um, marketing strategies to help me get my message out and really help pump up my meeting, meaning in the world. And that's really where I am today now with the, the book out in the world and hitting the bestseller list on Amazon, which was such a thrill for me and getting to partner with incredible people and speak. And, and I feel like the next lily pad is just right in front of me. So who knows where I'll be by the end of this year. Mm. But it, it really is that lily pad to lily pad to lily pad to lily pad um, you know, journey that I've been on. It, ha it wasn't all at once, all of a sudden, it's, it's the way that I wanted yeah, it to Yeah, it's not be. an overnight success. You've just it's been certainly not. taking each next step, and that's so inspiring. And so when, when you were early in your business and, you know, things were – sometimes, you know, for most of us, things can be a little tough in the beginning. How do you – What are you, do you have any tips that you can share with us around, you know, how do you stay in inspired action when things are tough? Well, yeah, and, you know, and you said something interesting in that question that I really want to clarify, that it's not just tough in the beginning. Your problems just change. <laughs> the challenges just change, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 You know, and, and I just think it's so important. You know, one of the big fat lies in my book is, is the win-then big fat lie. When my business reaches you know, $100,000, then I'm going to be okay. And then once you reach $100,000, believe me, you'll be like, well, when I reach 250, then I'm going to be okay. And, you know, for me and my, and my business, you know, revenue-wise, we reach, you. you know, three quarters of a million dollars. And believe me, there are a whole new set of issues and challenges and problems. So, I hear you. Yeah. And so I think that it, it really is about cultivating that relationship with your inner wisdom and cultivating that loving and compassionate relationship with yourself. So that during the times when the challenges come up, during the times when, you know, I was on my um, summit call with Marianne Williamson and her phone line cut out three times during the live interview. Wow. Right? When, when the S-H-I-T hits the fan, <laughs> yeah. you, you have those tools inside of you and you have that relationship inside of you and that core, that place that feels like home that you know that you're going to return to that has unconditional love for you that is always there rooting for you and on your side and that can really light the way, be the candlelight, even when the lights feel like they're turned off for you. Yeah. Wow. So that it's, it's amazing. So how do, how do you tap into that and stay connected when things are tough? Yeah. Well, you know, Christina Rilo, who's my partner at Intermean Girl Reform School, who I know you just interviewed, um, we talk about this a lot at Intermean Girl Reform School, that the times, you know. I, it, it, I just love the name. I know. It's such a fun name. I know. We have so much fun. It's Girl a, Reform School. I know. Well, it's so great because we do have those inner mean girls inside of us, right? We have those inner critics. And mm -hmm. we wanted to, with Inner Mean Girl Reform School, we wanted to make it fun. We wanted to say, how can we make inner critic work fun and filled with humor, but still have that deep transformation? And so 
when we created Intermean Girl Reform School, that was our mission, and it really has evolved into that. And then from that has Birds of the Inner Wisdom Golden Circle, which is our nine-month-long program. It's just it's so fabulous. It's such a it's such a fun um, business, and I just feel so blessed to be co-founder in in both of those yeah, things. Yeah, it's, it's probably like it's like this is not work. This is play. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then and then all we of a sudden your life changes. <laughs> it's it's really it's good stuff. Um, yeah, and and you know at Intermingle Reform School we teach. You know you wouldn't if you weren't training for a marathon, you wouldn't go out and run a marathon tomorrow. Your body would not be able to do it. And so it really is about going into that training mindset um, in the times when things are really good and using your tools in the times when things are really good to connect with your inner wisdom so that when the challenges arise, when the dark times arise, you have those tools to lean back on. That muscle of knowing how to connect to your inner wisdom is strong. And so for me, one of the most important things that has radically, radically changed my life is having a daily practice of being able to sit in a daily practice. And some days it's sitting um, in silence. Some days it's listening to a tape. Some days I dance. <laughs> I love dance breaks. I'm a huge fan of dance breaks. Some days I go on a run. Some days I go on a gratitude walk. But really having that set time of day where you are going to sit down and connect in with yourself. And doing that Beautiful. on a daily basis has changed my life it's changed my business. It's changed my finances. It's changed my relationships. Can it's you give a couple everything. of examples of like it sounds amazing how much it shifted you? So one or two examples of things that are different. Well, you know, when I, I I first got very invested in doing a daily practice when I gave birth to my daughter Annabella, because I had been kind of floating in and out of having a practice um, for a number of years. And when I became a mom, I, I always like to say when I gave birth to my daughter, I gave birth to an army of inner critics that were constantly oh. surrounding me with paranoia, oh. fear, and anxiety. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know this, um, Lila. Yes. I know you're a mom, too. And any moms on the line, you know that feeling when you first have that tiny, tiny newborn baby that's relying on you for their life, literally. And I, I had never felt anxiety before. I mean, I had times when I was nervous or a little bit anxious, but it was really around-the-clock anxiety. I was so terrified. And wow. I realized in that moment that if I didn't find some sort of practice to ground myself, that I was going to end up being a paranoid, you know, anxiety-ridden mom. And I really did not want that. And so... I began. I began my daily practice, and the and the and the biggest shift that I noticed is that I started tapping more clearly and cleanly into my faith that mm. Annabella was going to be okay, and that we were going to get through this. I had a whole bunch of issues with nursing and all of that stuff, and it was really hard, and it, it was such a struggle. And you know, was she gaining enough weight? Like all of that stuff. And all of a sudden, I, I, I felt this sense inside of me of this place inside of me that knew that she was going to be okay and that it was going to work out. Oh, that's so gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah, and that faith is just so important in, in our business, in our lives. And, and I would guess that it probably had something to do with how you – you know, in the initial stages of business, there there are just so many challenges, and it can be so tough to navigate. So, you know, did did this kind of faith and what you're describing 
did it help you navigate those earlier times in branching out? Absolutely. And it, 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 what it really did was it, it gave, I, I started to give myself permission to hear my inner wisdom. It's kind of like I gave myself permission to hear my inner wisdom and to really wonder, instead of wondering what everyone else thought, wondering what I thought and how I felt and not even thought, but what did I feel? What did I know in my core, in my gut was right for me? And it, it then once I started hearing the inner wisdom voice, then it was like, okay, now how do I cultivate the courage to act on that inner wisdom voice? Because, you know, my inner wisdom was telling me to get out of the business partnership I had been in for seven years really hard. With the, I was in business with a very good friend, a dear friend. It was really hard to know, you know what, it's time. It's time to leave this partnership. That was huge for me. And then, uh, you know, for me and my business, then starting my company, I, I was directed literally by my inner wisdom. I heard an interview with this guy named Ryan Lee, who, if you don't know Ryan Lee, he's fantastic. Um, L-E-E is his last name. And he um, was teaching internet marketing strategies. And I heard him on an interview very similar to this. And I said, I'm supposed to work with him. And he had a class that was starting up, and I did not have the money. I, was in the, I had just had a new baby. We had a new mortgage, and I was leaving my business partnership. I had no oh, wow. business <laughs> investing thousands of dollars in this Internet marketing course to learn about Internet marketing strategies and how it all worked. But I knew I could feel my inner wisdom was saying to me, Amy, there's something there for you. And I re- distinctly remember sitting down with my husband and saying, so – I know that we should really be cutting back on what we're spending right now, and especially because my income is a little iffy as we work through leaving this business partnership, but I feel like I'm supposed to take this class. And my husband was like, go for it. Do it. Yeah, and what an awesome husband. Yeah, oh, he's amazing. I have the best husband. That's like the best really husband out of me. this world. Yeah, right? he's incredible. He's so supportive. And I love that. Yeah, and so I took the class, and from that class, I learned about summits and, and teleseries like this. And I created, I was on a run one day, and I was looking, feeling into my inner wisdom, and I was like, inner wisdom, and I'll often do this before a run, inner wisdom, and I'll ask the question. And my question at that time, and this was back in 2000, late 2008, early 2009, I said, what, I feel like maybe I'm supposed to do this series, what is it? And the words came, the women masters. And by the end of that run, I knew what I was doing. I knew who I was going to approach. I had my dream list of speakers, and I went forth from there into inspired action around it. And, I, and when I look back on my career, doing the Women Masters changed everything for me. It's how I met Christina Rilo. It's how yeah, I met yeah, we talked Sarah about that and, yesterday because I remember yeah. the story because she yeah. got a notification through her assistant and her, com- her whole competitive mean girl was like going off and at the same time she was able to transform that. So it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it really, I mean, that entire series really started everything. It was a major lily pad, as I said in the and beginning. you're such yeah. a pioneer, Amy. I just oh. have to say, I mean, I think it was one of the first telesummit mm. of this kind, right? You're a pioneer. Oh, thank you. You came Thanks, up with Leah. something that no one else was doing at the time. Oh, thank you so much, sweetie. Thank you. Well, it, it definitely it definitely changed my life, it changed the people that I was rubbing elbows with. It changed, you know, ultimately it led to my book deal 
and Sark, um, Susan Ariel Rainbow Kennedy, who's an incredible author. If you don't know who she is, mm-hmm. look her up. She's incredible. Um, you know, she became is now actually one of my dearest, closest friends. Um, she's one of my BFFs, and she wrote the foreword to my book. Like, it just it was incredible. It was an incredible um, turnaround I love for it. me. Yeah, just so gorgeous. <sighs> wow. So, you know, um, one of the things that I also want to ask you about that people encounter when they're first starting in their businesses is, you know, it's hard to make money in the beginning. And, you know, how do you stay in inspired action around the creating the money? How did you create revenue breakers for yourself yeah. early on? Or did you have a – I think you mentioned you were still working alongside – I love that idea, by the way. I, I think it's – great to to have another source of income but i just love to hear from you what you what tips you might have to share with our listeners i think one of the first things around generating revenue and creating wealth and abundance for yourself is to really take a look at the big fat lies that you have around money and i know so often especially for visionary entrepreneurs um, and especially for women entrepreneurs we have some pretty big hang-ups around money. We have hang-ups around making money. We have hang-ups around the responsibility that comes with making money. We have hang-ups around talking about money. We can just have hang-ups around money. And so really looking at, and I encourage everyone listening to actually do this right now, to just make a list of three big fat lies, as I would say, three negative thoughts that you have around money, things that your inner critic might be saying to you around money. You know, uh, in my book, I have a whole section on big fat lies around money, all the way from money is the root of all evil to thinking that if you only had enough money, everything would be okay, or big fat lie number 33, I'll never have enough, or big fat lie number 34, I'm one of the have-nots, or big fat lie number 35, it's fine to spend more than I have. I'll just put it on a credit card with no plan of how to pay it off. So really looking at what are those beliefs, those maybe even those darker beliefs that you have around money. And knowing that we're still here in this series looking at that inner world and looking yeah. at that, I think that's one of the most important things that you can do is start investigating and getting curious about your beliefs around money. Because oftentimes, especially as women entrepreneurs, we will give to the detriment of our own livelihood. We will discount our prices. We will um, give things away for free that shouldn't be given away for free. We will not charge anywhere near what we're worth. When someone questions our pricing, we we won't actually step up to the plate and explain why we're worth that much. Like we fold like a, you know, a house of cards the minute someone says, well, gosh, that's expensive. And I remember when I started raising my rates, I had people that were older clients say, I can't, no one's going to pay that. And I was like, what are, the, what are the transformations that you've had? Well, my whole entire life is transformed. Well, how much would you really pay for that? And, and really reframing and up-leveling yourself in that way and up-leveling the way that you think and feel about money is, I think, vital. I love it. So how do you do that? You know, like what are the top big fat lies that you see entrepreneurs believing that are getting in the way of this? very empowering type of sales conversation you're describing and what are some of the ways in which you've dealt with some of the objections that you just named that are so valuable to look into? I think 
you know, one of the things is that I that I really see entrepreneurs doing is they feel like they they wish and 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 I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are going to relate to this we wish that we could just give everything away for free and not have to charge for anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And I get the come from from that on one hand. It's like there's this place of love and of service that we are coming from. And I am so grateful that we, um, that everyone here on this call, I know that there's that space where they come from. I come from that in all of the work that I do. I come from that space of really wanting to give and be of service to my clients and to, you know, the women in the Golden Circle and the women in any of my programs. That really is the come from. And guess what? We live in a society where there's this trade that happens, this exchange that happens when we pay for something. And I, when I first started coaching and I was charging, you know, either giving coaching away for free or charging $50 a month for people to speak two hours a month privately with me, when I was doing that, the commitment level was nowhere near what it is now when I work with one of my, you know, platinum couture coaching clients and we're working one-on-one and they're paying a lot of money for it. The way that they show up for themselves and the way that they show up for the sessions is completely different. And so I want everyone to hear that money really does equal commitment. And that not only is it okay for you to charge money, you must charge money. There must be that exchange of energy. And you must so that your client actually shows up and is committing to who you are and what you do. And, and that's not to say that there's not going to be things that you give away all the time in your business and you give, and there's, going to, there's actually going to be those things. There is in my business. I have a you know, weekly newsletter and, and a video that I give away. I have free gifts that I give away. I give away a lot of stuff. But, it's, it, but I, I, I make sure that I have that top tier in place so that it is supporting me and I'm not doing it at the detriment of my family having what it needs to thrive. I love that. So it's it's really balancing all you're giving with, you know, what what you what you need to receive. Mhm. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Really and really gorgeous. looking at it as that cycle and here's what I know. Here's the other really good thing is that I think that we get concerned that if we make more money, this is another big fat lie I see a lot of entrepreneurs saying is that if they make more money or if they um, become the multimillionaire, that that they're not going to be in tune or in touch with their clients anymore, that it's somehow going to make them be arrogant or distant or whatever. And I have found the exact opposite to be true. Because mm. as you start creating more revenue, there is this way in which you can give more because you have more. There's this way in which you're giving back. You know, last year I more than doubled my my revenue, and I and I worked less, and I got to spend more time with my daughter. And wow. I never thought that it would like. I always thought that the price of having of having a business that is generating nearly seven figures that the price of that was that I was going to be overwhelmed, and yeah. at the end of my rope. And actually, the opposite was true. Wow, that's yeah. really amazing. Yeah, I love that you created that for yourself. Very powerful, very empowering, and I hope that those of you who are listening can listen into this, feel into this, and think about how you might empower yourselves. 
So, Amy, I, I, I'm also, you know, wondering, are there other uh, main, I know there are so many, big fat lies we all tell ourselves, but are there other, you know, big fat lies particularly that entrepreneurs, you see them believing yeah. that you'd like to to help us with so we can no longer believe these lies and stand in our power? Yeah. Well, I would say... Um, I'm supposed to be further along. But there is this big fat lie that I feel like really runs rampant, particularly among entrepreneurs, where there's this feeling of that you're supposed to be somewhere else, you're supposed to be further along, you're supposed to be making more money, you're supposed to be whatever it is, fill in the blank, that there's this sense of that you're not at the right place at the right time. And let's just go ahead right here and right now and say that every single person that is listening to these words right now, darling, you are at the right place at the right time because it's where you're at. And so there is no other version of you that is off having already made $5 billion and is off sailing <laughs> you know, around the world on vacation. There is no other version of you that has the New York Times best-selling book already out. There is no other version of you that is, there is no other version of you, period. And so when we stop doing that inner comparison and we start really being in the moment and celebrating what is here right now, that's what creates more inspired action. That's what allows you to find what the next lily pad is, is by being really present on the lily pad that you're currently on. And so stopping that train of thought, that big fat lie that says, I'm supposed to be further along. I'm sp- my career's supposed to be further along. No matter what age you are, it is not too late. You get to have, a, you know, a fresh start anytime you want. And you, right here and right now, are at the perfect place at the perfect time with the perfect size business for who you are. And that's not to say that you're not going to build more and grow more and expand more. Of course you are. And that expansion will actually happen easier if you find the gratitude and the joy for what's here right now. I love that. That's gorgeous and so important to appreciate where you are right now. And then, you know, how do you handle the part of you that just isn't there yet, the part of you, that the inner mean girl that's just like, look at her. She's doing all this X, Y, and Z, and you're not there, and who who are you to do this? Yeah. You should just go run and hide in your cave. Yeah. We call her the inner comparison queen. I don't know if Christine talked about her yesterday. She did but talk about her, but I wanted to hear your perspective. Yeah, well, you know, the it. the comparison queen, it's so interesting about comparison because I, there's there's two sides to comparison. There's the inferiority complex where you're comparing your worst to everyone else's best, and you feel like, oh, like you just said, like where your inner mean girl's like, I should just go back to bed. Look at what they're doing. I'm not there yet or what have you. And then there's also the comparison queen that has the superiority complex that feels like she's superior in some way, shape, or form. She's comparing her best oh, to everyone yeah. else's worst. And either side of that coin is just rotten. It's all ego. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. <laughs> it's all inner mean girl junk. And yeah. it's, it really is. So it is about, as Christine, I'm sure, talked about, about turning that comparison into inspiration if, mm-hmm. it, if you're feeling like. You know, it's part of how you two met. 
Yeah. Which I think is so fabulous because she got the alert. She was like feeling that bit of like, oh my goodness, I wish I were her. And then, but she still re- reached out to you and yeah. she created this amazing friendship that developed into this business partnership. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it, it it really does work. And I think on the same token, if the, if that inner mean girl plays the superiority game of having you feel like you're superior to everyone else um, or needs to somehow feel like, oh, well, I'm further along than that person, of really humanizing, you know, I don't care what the numbers are. I don't care how big your email list is, how much money you're making or not making or whatever it is. At the core of it, we're all just human beings. Yeah. And really starting to look at people on that soul level and not needing those pecking orders the way that we do. And so I know for me when, um, you know, when my inner mean girl comes up, I'm thinking that maybe this is a good time for me to share the, the wake-up call three-step process. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear about the three-step process for like, you know, how do you how do you get your inner critic out of the way? I'd love to hear that. yeah. So the three-step process is something that I've developed over the last 13 years of coaching all different people from all different walks of life. And the um, the first step, when you're in a moment when you're feeling any sort of negativity, any sort of um, frustration or comparison or anything like that, the first question is to ask, what is my inner mean girl saying? What is my inner critic saying? And just letting that inner mean girl, that inner critic come out of the shadows and into the light, and just letting her rant, letting her go off, whatever it is, whether it's you're a failure, you just thought you blew it, that's not, never going to happen for you, or so-and-so is so much better than you, it's, you're never going to get caught up, and it's never going to happen, whatever, whatever it is. Let her come out of the shadows and into the light. And then the second step is once your inner mean girl has had her say, for you to close your eyes, and you can do this right now as long as it's safe to do so, close your eyes. Take a deep breath, breathing in, and breathing out, and just simply asking, what does my inner wisdom know? What does my inner wisdom know? And just allowing your inner wisdom to respond. And what I've found over the years is that our, you know, our inner wisdoms are so wise. They know, they have such incredible information and they're right there by our side just waiting for us to ask just waiting for us to get quiet enough to hear that wisdom to hear that truth and so just allowing yourself to hear your inner wisdom's truth and then the third step is to um, find some sort of movement or gesture that represents your inner wisdom so for me I just tap on my heart a little bit you can do whatever works for you and then repeat back out loud if possible your inner wisdom's truth. And this is building a neurolinguistic it's a neurolinguistic programming technique that helps build a new neural pathway in your brain so that you can start associating that movement with your inner wisdom. And what happens over time is that you can then start just doing the movement and feel the, the presence of your inner wisdom. So this is a little inner wisdom trick for all of you. Um, and that three-step process, you know, my clients have found over the years, and myself, I use it all the time on myself um, when I'm in moments of darkness or despair or frustration or whatever. Uh, you know, it's it's something that can really just, in a moment's notice, just put you back on that path of inspired inspiration. 
because the inspiration is going to come from that inner wisdom, not from that should or guilt or obligation place of our inner critics. Leela, are you still there? Oh, sorry. I, I, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay. I'm sorry about that. I had muted myself for a moment because I was coughing, and then I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forgot to unmute myself, so I was talking, and you couldn't hear me. So here Welcome I am. back. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, so sorry about that. That's okay. That's okay. Our, our, you know, our inner wisdoms just needed an extra moment of silence to just learn. Yes, to digest the the deep wisdom that you are sharing in this process. And wow, I'm really moved by how you are you are helping us to get out of our own way. Mm. And there's there's just so much for entrepreneurs and getting stuck in that and um, getting overwhelmed and really having a tough time getting tuned in to, yeah. to this place because we're in a frenzy of activity. Yeah. Of well, that's the thing is that I really find with entrepreneurs, there's kind of two types of entrepreneurs. There's those that take too much action and go into burnout because they've been so overworking for so long. Or there's the entrepreneur that has all of these wonderful, beautiful ideas and is tapped in and then doesn't take any action on them. Yeah. And so just really looking at which of those are you more close, closely related to and how can you actually bring that inner achievement junkie and that inner um, you know, procrastinator, how can you bring those things back into balance for you? so that you're joyfully taking action, but you're also not burning yourself out because we don't want to be burning the candle at both ends, so to speak. Yeah, I agree. So how do you do that? Like how do you really identify? You've been talking about these big fat lies. How do you identify the one or the the couple that are really, you know, holding you back? Yeah. And how do you have the courage to ask, act on this inner wisdom, which can sound kind of crazy, right? Yeah, well, I think I, I'll just ask everyone right now to go ahead and write down the number one big fat lie that their inner critic says to them. So it might be something like you're not enough, you're a failure, or you're unlovable, or you'll never amount to anything, or you should be further along, you know, we've said a lot of big fat lies on this call. What What is the one, or if, or if there's something else that we haven't mentioned, what's the one that you really can feel in your bones is getting in your way? And here's the thing, Leela, it's, it's different for everybody, and people know what it is. We're smart. We are smart, and we know because it's the tape that's playing in our head over and over and over again. Another way to look at it is to think um, back to a time the last time you had a failure, whether whether it was that you missed the bus, you know something as small as missing the bus, or you blew it and you lost the family fortune, <laughs> whatever it is, yeah. where, where did you go to in your head? Where is that place that you landed that just feels so familiar to you? It's like, oh, yeah, that's the place that I go to. That's the big fat lie that I want you to be working with. Mm. And I'll ask you right now to go ahead and close your eyes and take a deep breath. 
And just tune in. What is your inner wisdom know about that? Specifically, what's your inner wisdom's answer to that big fat lie? What's the truth for you? And I encourage you to take that inner wisdom truth and actually work with it as an affirmation for the next 30 days. You can even look in the mirror and say the affirmation. You can post it everywhere in your car, on your computer, and your bathroom mirror, wherever it works for you. Can you give you. a good example of like a great affirmation? Yeah, so it might be something like, um, I am a success because I am me. Mm, or it could, I love that. I, that. I know, that just came to me. My inner wisdom was like, this, I am that's a success gorgeous. because I am okay, me. all of you, <laughs> like, that's gorgeous. Yeah. We can so, all say that to ourselves. I love it. I love and it. And it's not like, it's not like, you know, I hate some of the affirmations I have to say that just don't ring true when I say them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's but that why this, one, like, it's I'm a success because I'm me. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yay. Well, and that's the thing, too, about doing this of, of, at Intermingle Reform School, we have everyone make a list of the top 10 big fat lies and then their inner wisdom's response. And because the responses are fed to you from your inner wisdom, um, you will find that they will ring true yeah. versus having someone else give you the affirmation. Really tap into that inner wisdom place because that's what your inner wisdom is fighting for you to start believing. Wow. Wow, that's that's really, really gorgeous. And, you know, how is it that you cultivated in your own life and how you share with the women that you work with? I mean, how do you have the courage to act on the inner wisdom? Because we're so programmed, right, for safety and do it this way and that's the right way. And, you know, how do, how do you navigate that tender and difficult space? I think the the most important thing is to have a support network. I have incredible support from my husband, from my business partner like Christina Rilo and Lisa Rankin and Martha Beck, and I have incredible mastermind groups that I'm a part of. I have wonderful community of friends. I have business advisors. I have coaches that I work with. Wow. You know, it is really about forming a, a, an incredible support network that will remind you of your greatness when you are feeling small, that will give you their intuitive hits about your business ideas, that will hold your hand when the failures come, and will also hold your hand when the success comes. Because believe me, there are, the majority of us are actually much more terrified of success and realizing our power than we are of failure. I've found that to be true over and over and over again. And for me, my inner mean girls have come up the strongest when I'm in the greatest times of success and abundance in my life. Wow. And so really having that network of people around you that can remind you that it's going to be okay and will remind you that it's okay for you to be successful. Yeah, that's gorgeous. I'd love to hear more about this current edge, I mean, that we all have, but that you in particular, I mean, it's to hear from an entrepreneur like you who has really, I mean, you've taken your dreams and you've made them real. You know, what is it like to be you and your current learning and your growth and your evolution? Like, I'd love to hear, what is the inner dialogue like at your level? Well, I think that it's, 
it's very similar. My inner mean girls still try to play the same tricks on me that they always have. And really? sometimes, you know, but it's you're like, more smart. You're more savvy about them, right? Yeah. Well, and they get savvier too, right? They, <laughs> <laughs> I love. Yeah. So it's like yes, uh, they do. They do. They do get savvier. And so it's interesting. I mean, I think for me right now, I would say my edge is around this feeling inside of me bubbling up of doing some new things and exploring some new technologies. And, um, you know, like this morning, actually, for I, every, every week I send out um, a wake-up call Wednesday newsletter um, for what I call the wake-up call show. And I decided this morning, actually, this was a total learning edge for me, um, I decided to do a live webcast instead of just send out a normal video. And I did a live webcast, and, and I've also been, had this, my inner wisdom has been telling me for a long time to actually do a dance break on like to do a live webcast and do a dance break and see how many people I can get up dancing by the end wow. of the video with me. It was a total edge. I had my inner critics like I've had the whole dancing idea for months. Yeah. I didn't I didn't want to do I it. I saw the email this morning too. I totally <laughs> wanted to be on it, but I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, um it, there's a replay available, so if you go to my site you can see it and at I the will, end we do a little to dance to, to dynamite. Um but, you know, it, that to me was the edge, and I had the inner critics that were like, this is going to be stupid, nobody's going to come, um, you're going to make a fool out of yourself, people are going to, um, you know, people are going to think you're crazy, you know, <laughs> all of that kind of stuff. And and I had to go through, like, after I did it, and I, you know, shut the webcast down, and I, I ended with dancing. My husband, like, was coming to the door at my office. I have these French doors with glass on them and was, like, putting a thumbs-up signal. He was watching in the next room <laughs> as I was dancing. And afterwards, I had the total inner mean girl attack of, that was kind of stupid. I don't think you really said anything that was worth anything. Like, what, what were you thinking? And then I had to go and read the comments, and people were like, oh, my God, thank you. And I'm dancing. I just danced in my cubicle. And people loved it, which is what my Aww. inner wisdom told me would happen. But I went through the same insecurity attack that happens wow. for me when I do something new. Aww. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, with us totally. Because it's so amazing to hear. I mean, not that we want you to go through that, right? Like we don't. But at the same time, to hear that someone who has achieved the kind of success that you have achieved, mm. and then that you still have these feelings, it's um. Uh, I guess for me it's bizarrely reassuring, like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm okay. Not well, that I want it, you to have that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, well, what, what, it, what it says is that it's normal. Yeah. And this is, this is the thing that I learned from coaching over the last 13 years, is that behind the curtain, <laughs> women are hard on themselves, no matter what the exterior looks like, no matter how much, quote-unquote, success they have, no matter how beautiful they are, no matter how thin they are, no matter how rich they are, whatever it is, behind the scenes they are beating themselves up. And behind yeah. the scenes there's still that little girl who wants to fit in and feels insecure. And sometimes the people who puff up the most are the ones that have it the most inside of them. And so mm. really getting that it is normal, and especially when you are risking, especially when you're doing anything new, whether it's doing a, a webcast or coming out with your book for the first time or launching your first product or doubling your rates or whatever it is, it's going to come up. And so knowing how to work with those inner critics when they do is the key to not letting the inner critics stop you. Because what yeah. I always say is that we just don't want our inner mean girls making our decisions for us. 
Yeah. She does not get to make my decisions for me. <sighs> That's gorgeous. I love it. And was that a hard transition? Or did it just come to you one day or how did you how do you navigate that? Well, you know, I think that it it it's it, again, it's like step by step, bit by bit. Sometimes I'll be like, "Wow, my inner mean girl just made that decision for me. Wait a minute. Let me backtrack for a moment." Or it takes time. It take, you know, to do the dance break, you know, was an idea I had I think probably like 6 or 7 months ago, and it had taken me that long to really cultivate the courage to say, "Well, let me just try it." And to get that I had really had nothing to lose, I mean, it seems rather silly that I would have to marinate in it, but that's just how long it took. And to just say, okay, yeah. fine, inner wisdom, I'll try that. For the month of February, I will do this dance break thing, and we'll see if it catches on and if people like it. And I'll do it live, it. like, let's just try it, right? And, and so whatever that is, but it's I like, it. you know, really taking it step by step. Yeah, and sometimes it takes that, and then other things, I've had the idea come, and I immediately act on it. I feel like, oh, my gosh, this, my inner wisdom is telling me this so strongly. I'm going for it. So it just depends. So what do you, what do, you do if you, your inner wisdom is telling you to go for something, and this may not be true for you, but I know it is for some of our listeners, but the money isn't there. So there are go- definitely going to be things that we do from our inner wisdom that is so not about the money. But I think that you'll also find that there are places where your inner wisdom will tell you, and this is the place where the money is. And so balancing those things out and not just acting on only the ones that are non-revenue generating, because that's your inner critic saying to you that you don't deserve to make money. Every single person listening on this call deserves to make a beautiful living doing what they love. It's our birthright. It's, we absolutely deserve that. And I know that a lot of and, – and that's not to say that even if you have a business that you love, that every single day, the day-to-day tasks that you're doing, you're going to love. Uh, no. <laughs> Believe me, there's going to be parts in your business that are like, oh, my gosh, this part I don't like. Yeah. You know, looking at the spreadsheets, going over the business decisions from those financial perspectives, you know, looking at the numbers, understanding what they all mean, all of that business stuff. I know a lot of visionary entrepreneurs are, are like just don't want to have anything to do with that. And it's kind of like pull it, put on your big girl panties and let's get on with it, people. <laughs> if you want to have a successful business, you, you really should know what's going on with the numbers in your business. Otherwise, it's mm-hmm. not a business. It's a hobby. Yep, yeah. I agree. I love it. Thank you for giving it to us straight. <laughs> You're welcome. With love. With love. That's so awesome. <laughs> yes, I know. With big doses of love, but it's right there. So I love it. And... <laughs> You know, it's just it, it can be hard to swallow, but go ahead, swallow it. Yeah, your business will flourish as a result. And you know, Amy, you I know you you've shared so much wisdom with us, and there's so much more to receive from you. So I'd love to hear more about. I know you have this amazing free gift for us, the Visionary Ignition Switch, and. Can you share a little bit about yeah. that for us? And you all, sorry, for one moment, I just want to say you can find it where you are on the webinar. It's succulentbiz.com, S-U-C-C-U-L-E-N-T-B-I-Z dot com forward slash summit 2013 forward slash now. It's also a link in the email you you received today. So you have multiple ways of getting there. Okay. Go ahead. Tell us about 
Lisa yes. Rankin. Well, you know, I um, Lisa Rankin, who's if if anybody doesn't know who she is, she's just an incredible um, human being. Um, she's a doctor, um, an MD, who left the field of medicine um, to really and is really on a mission to heal um, um, our healthcare in this in this world. She has her her um, third book coming out called Mind Over Medicine, coming out in May from Hay House, and. Um, She's in one of my mastermind groups, and her and I got together because we were like, you know, she's out there doing all of this work in the healthcare industry and creating all this amazing things. She has a, a blog called, um, well, she has LisaRankin.com, and then she also has a blog called OwningPink.com that's all about health. And um, I'm doing the stuff of women being really hard on themselves and helping women break free of their big fat lies. And what um, what we realized is that we were getting a lot of people contacting us saying, how did you create your businesses? How did you get your businesses into the high six figures? How, how did you get the book deal? How did you, you know, how were you able to actually, um, you know, create a tribe that you love and create a following and build the platform and all that stuff? And there was only so many one-on-one conversations we could have or lunches we could do or glasses of wine we could go and have with people, and we decided to get together and give it everything that we had um, with a, this program called Visionary Ignition Switch. And so I wanted to gift everyone with our 10 red-hot secrets to fire up your message, money, and meaning in the world. We have webinars coming up over the next few days, and we give so much on this webinar. I have to say, people love this webinar. We go through all 10 Red Hot Secrets from Twitter followings to creating Amazon bestseller campaigns to creating, you know, all sorts of things. And it, it's been something that... Wow, that, I, I've got to go listen to that. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's such a powerful webinar. So I just wanted to give that to all of your listeners so that they could um, check that out. And um, you can check out more information on the link that Leela sent you there. Would love, love, love to have any any of you come and, and check that out. Aw, thank you so much, Amy. That's just such a generous gift, and wow, such a valuable gift. And it's it's just been such an intense, deep, transformative pleasure to be here with you today. Are there? Any other uh, closing thoughts you'd like to share with us? Would you, you know, would you like to entertain some questions? I know um, sometimes we've had some folks raise their hands for questions, or you know, are you are you pressed for time? I'm a little bit pressed for time. I could probably take like one or two questions if we wanted to do that, and then I do have some closing words, definitely. Okay, so why don't we start with your closing words while we're okay. seeing if people want to ask questions. Okay, perfect. Press star two on the line. If you would like to raise your hand and ask a question, we also have the chat thread on the Facebook, Lula Samaya, you know, the, my business page, or you can ask a question through the webcast window. So you have several different ways. And while we're hearing Amy's closing amazing comments, uh, please raise your hand or ask a question. Beautiful. Well, um, what I'll say in closing is just that I, I just really want every person on this call to hear that you are important and that your vision and 
what it is that you want to bring to the world through your gifts and through your business absolutely matter and that the world needs you. The world needs you to be living your calling. The world needs you to be fulfilling on your life purpose. The world needs you to be creating a succulent, soulful, sassy business that is really part of the solution. And I really believe that the more people we have lit up from the inside out, the more people we have living their purpose and and creating amazing abundance in the process, it will literally help heal the world. And so Mm. I just don't want your inner critics to ever tell you that, you know, the who do you think you are or that what your work is doing is not important because it is vital and it is incredibly important. And it has just been my honor to be here with all of you today. Aww. That's just so inspiring to hear, Amy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I know that there are just so many of us on the line that that need to hear this. And it, it, it's hard when we're first starting out. And it's so inspiring to hear that type of affirmation that you've just offered. And I do have a question that's coming in on the webcast from Courtney. How do you think fear of failure or fear of success can be best overcome? Like what is the truth instead of the big fat lie? I think that um, the first thing is to kind of get which one feels scarier to you. And again, I really do propose that for most of us, it's actually the success living that bigness that we know is inside of us um, I actually think that for most of us, that is a little bit scarier. And it's the Marianne Williamson quote of our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And I really believe that to be true. And so if it is around the fear of success, I invite you to actually go ahead and list out what is it that you're afraid will happen if you succeed. And really getting clean with yourself around that. What is it that you're afraid of will happen if you succeed. We're in the worst case scenario if you're successful. And then I encourage you to actually run the best case scenario if you're successful. If you could have success on your terms. Like I know for me when I look at my success, one of my deepest fears around success is that I won't get to be the kind of mom that I want to be. And that I won't get to spend time with my daughter as my business grows and as my my company grows and as my vision grows and as my reach grows. And so getting clean about that and then also saying, okay, what are the things that I can set up and put in place as checks and balances so that that doesn't happen? Because let's face it, there are people who are moms who are incredibly successful and get to spend no time with their kids. And so what are those checks and balances in place? For me, for example, I drop off my daughter at least once a week and pick her up from school at least once a week so I can lay eyes on the teachers and see what's going on from their perspective. That's Mm. one of the ways that, for me, I want to show up and be the mom that I want to be. And so that check and balance in place for me, having that in my schedule, having scheduled time with her, having my assistant know, oh, when I put on Bella time, that means nothing gets scheduled there. I don't Mm. care what it is. It doesn't get scheduled there. I love it. Bella time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so, you know, really doing that. Sure and then, if, yeah, and then, and then I would say the same thing. If your worst case, you know, if, if instead your fear, your fear of failure, what's the worst case scenario if you fail? And what's the best case scenario if you fail? I find running the worst case and the best case scenarios can be incredibly enlightening and can just 
it's almost like cleaning out the dusty closet of seeing like what is in there, what is that about, mm-hmm. and then putting those um, those things in place and that support system in place so that the worst case scenario is not going to come true. I love it. Wow, just such such gorgeous advice, wisdom that you've just you've offered to us, to me, to our callers and to anyone listening to the replay later, which I know there are many of you. So Amy, I just I feel so deeply honored to have been with you today and I just thank you and if I could take a deep bow I would <laughs> to mm, you and you, your wisdom. Amy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well what a delight. Thank you so much and thank you for doing your your work in the world. My dear Leela, I'm so proud of you. The summit is just I know it's just really helping so many people around the world. So thank you so much for that. Aw. Well, thank you, Amy. And uh, we are going to sign off for now because we've kept Amy a little bit beyond the the normal time. I hope you've enjoyed our time together. And we are going to say goodbye for now. I adore all of you, and I'll be with you again tomorrow. This has been Wealth Alchemy Lab, the only show teaching you how to follow a spiritual path to money, pleasure, and purpose. To stay connected to our community, join our Facebook group, also called Wealth Alchemy Lab. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. To check out today's guest, visit epicdreamacademy.com forward slash podcast.